Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I am your host, Katie Youngdahl. Uh, so today, as we're recording it, it is August 11th, and I am celebrating my six-month wedding anniversary with my with my husband, Ryan with my husband, Ryan. So, um, a couple of funny stories, actually this morning, um, I told him we, we slept in a little bit. We've actually been the last couple of weeks. We've been getting up at 5.00 AM. Um, this is something that I've been consistent ish with, uh, waking up at 5.00 AM. I love having my mornings to myself or to have a slow morning. I feel like having a slow morning is the most luxurious thing, but because I want to be more productive in the morning, um, and still have a slow morning it, then I'm like, okay, wake up at 5.00 AM and just, just do it, Katie, just do it, just do it. It's okay. Um, and so Ryan's been waking up with me around 5 a.m. Um, and then we've been watching an episode of Suits. So we drink, we have our, I have my coffee pre, like ready to make. So at 5 a.m. I hear the beep button and it starts to um, make coffee. <laughs> and then we get up, we, this is how we get up. We truly like, we don't snooze. We get up, we go to the bathroom, put cold water on our face. And this is usually, usually I do it the first five minutes. I put cold water on my face and then I brush my teeth right away. Um, and just by doing the, just by saying, okay, do the cold water and brush your teeth. Those two physical movements help me to be like, okay, I'm, I'm awake-ish. <laughs> like I, I got this. Um, so we've been doing that and it's been really, really fun. Uh, but today we slept in a little bit cause we had some wine last night. Uh, while we were watching suits, we are obsessed. We're on a uh, season five. So do not spoil it for me. If you have seen all of them. Uh, and I told Ryan, I looked at the day. I was like, oh, babe. And I had it on my calendar. So I knew I didn't the morning I didn't know because the coffee hasn't hit yet, but I was like, it's our six month anniversary. And he is carrying his, I turned to him. He just finished making his eggs and he's going to go take his egg and um, his latte to the table to eat. And he's like, Oh, happy anniversary. And we lean in for a kiss and I hug him. I put my arm, he's like holding his coffee out. I didn't realize he's holding his coffee out. And I went, I thought his coffee was in towards his body where he's holding it. So I went around to avoid the coffee. He went out to avoid my hand coming in for the coffee. And I completely smacked this latte all over us, <laughs> all over us. There was foam everywhere. There's latte on the ground. Um, beautifully enough, cabby, I'm so proud of her. She just got up and then she looked at the spill <laughs> versus I've had dogs that just like go crazy for the, the spill and just like lick it up, lick it up, eat it up, eat it up. Um, 
I was proud of my little girl. She she sat there and just watched mama clean it up. <laughs> but for our training of leave it, that's a big one. Because if I drop a chicken wing, I don't want her gobbling that up. Uh, so that was our very glamorous start to our six month uh, anniversary. Uh, then I posted um, a couple of fic- or a reel um, of some special moments that I haven't shared. Uh, and I don't know. I've just, the theme of this is to kind of talk about the one and the one focus that and lesson learned from our six month of marriage. And this is not, if you're sitting there being like, oh, you've been married for six months, Katie, please tell me all the things about relationships that you are, you just know because you are six months in, you must know it all. Like, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. I promise you, it's not that. Um, but it is, it's, it's, I've been so intentional and focused in on um, really saying, okay, how do I, how do I want the first year of our marriage to look like and be an experience? What do I want to have in it? Um, and so I've been more hyper aware of that, which has led to good and bad. <laughs> Um, good and bad of, I feel like with, and this is with personal development. Um, and I actually, I was listening to episode 34 of the Allure Life podcast, uh, called getting in the, getting slapped in the face in the name of personal growth. Uh, because this was one of the biggest lessons that I feel like has really made a big impact and influence in the way that I've been showing up and continue to strive to show up and, continue to learn where I have holes to fix has been from this lesson in this podcast episode. And that's been one of the biggest lessons of, I think, in cultivating a really beautiful relationship with Ryan, where we are the ones for each other, having ownership with that. Um, And it's this idea that we have to make sure that we are a hundred percent good. We have to make sure like if, if Ryan and I want to have a beautiful relationship together, I need to make sure that I am 100% good. I'm good. And I don't, and this is the thing that I, I, I didn't really know or understand this. And I don't think it's going to be a hundred percent true all the time, but it's like, I've got to, hold myself and do the best that I can do to make sure that I am 100% good. And it's not Ryan's job to do that, which I know, I know sounds counter. So let me kind of explain the process of this. Cause I know it's not going to be a, all the time. I got, I can't say a hundred percent. It's going to be too many, too many times I'm using a hundred, a hundred. I, it's, And let me, okay, let me explain this of when I make sure that I'm a 100% person and when Ryan's making sure that he's a 100% person, we don't sit there and rely on each other to make each other happy. We don't have to do that. That's not our, our commitment to each other wasn't that, but our commitment was to be and is a promise to be in partnership along the way. 
So in partnership along the way, it's just asking ourselves, okay, what is, what does that partnership look like? What is, what does a teammate, a good teammate look like? Is a good teammate sitting there saying like, you got to make me better. Or is a good teammate sitting there being like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure that I'm striving to be the best per- the version of me. And by doing that, I look at my other teammates and I, I can inspire them to be the best versions of themselves too. Right. If, if you, <laughs> if you just look at, but look at it as a sports analogy, you don't see the team, like the players on the field being like, I'm going to rely on this person to score the winning touchdown. And if he's not doing it and it's his fault that we lost or she lost, or they lost. It's not, that's never the case, right? That's not the case. We don't get mad. <laughs> if if you're on the team, <laughs> I should say, you don't get mad at the quarterback for throwing an interception. You don't get mad at him for that. Maybe, you know, like maybe in the moment a little bit. But inherently, he's not the reason or she's not the reason or they're not the reason why you lost the game or why that like bad situation happened, that bad play happened. You don't blame them always if you're on the team. If if you're like he is he or she or they are my teammate. If you're in the, if you're in the stands, it's a different story. And if you're in the coaching industry, the sports coaching industry, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, you don't, you don't blame them for losing the game yet. Why do we do that in our relationships? Cause I've done that. I've blamed Ryan for causing me to feel stressed out, to feel overwhelmed I blamed him. I faulted him for me feeling like I have to be the one that's carrying the team, that's cleaning the house, that's doing cabbie, making sure that we have our cabbie's vet appointments, making sure that we have meal prepped and food prepped and going to the grocery store, doing the calendar. I blamed him for that. I faulted him and I've shamed him. That's not, that's not it. That's not it. It's being a good teammate. And this is what I've recognized and realized is like, we've got to make sure that we are holding ourselves to 100%, that we make sure that we are good first, that we're good first. And that's, and if I know that Ryan's doing the same thing too, then it's, it's our partnership is when, when I am in a good headspace and he does something to, for me, it makes it even better. It compounds it. And when I'm in a bad headspace where I'm feeling down on myself, it's not Ryan's job to make me be better. Yes, though, he can support me in that. 100%. 1000%. He can support me in it too. But it's not my expectation this is this is the difference it's not my expectation that it's ryan's job to do that he can do that because if he wants to he can but it can't my my the biggest disappointments that i've had in our relationship and like in the five years that we've been together has always 
usually been rooted down to, I expect him to do something for me when I'm feeling like I'm not enough, that I'm feeling stressed out, that I feel like a low self-worth, where I'm blaming, shaming, or finding fault in him. Instead of me taking radical responsibility of where I'm, what I'm feeling and experiencing, because that's what the ego does, is that when something's happening, when we don't feel good, when we feel pain or when we feel off or when we feel hurt or sadness or any of these emotions that we don't like to be experiencing, our brain, the ego side of us, likes to say, like, we don't want to take that responsibility because that sucks even more to take radical responsibility sometimes that we're causing ourselves pain. And it's so much easier to lay blame, lame, shame, lame, or blame, (laughs) lay blame, lay fault and lay shame on somebody else that they're causing it. And that's the biggest growth that I've really leaned into and really want to find ownership on is that it's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. Because it's, if I want to be the best version of me, who, who's going to do that for me? Is it Ryan going to make me feel better? Is it Ryan? Is it because do is the reason why I feel stressed or if I feel resentment towards Ryan, is that his job to fix it? Or is it, is the best version of me the one that's going to figure out how to move through these emotions where I'm not reacting to Ryan in a resentful place where I get short with him and snappy with him and like nitpicky with him. And I'm, I'm walking from a place of just ill (laughs) and and (laughs) these emotions that get us, that trigger us where we feel justified in saying the thing because we want to stick it to them. When I say I am the one for Ryan, is that who I'm, is that the vision of who I say I'm going to be? No. But in the moment, it feels really, really good. Stick it to him. (laughs) Yeah, in the moment, it feels really, really good. But in hindsight, and in the overall vision for where I want our relationship to go, it's not it. Oh, it feels so good though, right? (laughs) Ryan and I have had conversations with this. of just like when we get, when one person gets emotional, when emotions are high, intelligence is low, then the right, the other person will get really defensive. How dare you talk to me like that? We don't say that actually. But we do, we spit fire back a little bit. Stick it to you. And I I, I promise it's not, I'm more hyper aware of this. I it's This isn't all the time with us, but this is moments where it's just like, I don't want to be like that. And two, we have compassion when that does happen as well. And this is where it's in the getting slapped in the face in the name of personal growth podcast that I was talking about. It was 
just talking about how it can be really disappoint, disappointing when these things happen. And it almost seems like it's time and time and time again. But what the difference between going through the same situation without learning the lesson and continuing to growing and evolving, I think it just comes down to this level of intentionality and focus and presence and I think extracting these lessons from here that's doesn't feel so different in the moment, but we're it's almost like we're just like fine-tuning and fine-tuning a little 1% shift, fine-tuning. Where when you do it, you're like, is this gonna make a difference? And it doesn't totally, but it's it's that fine-tuning, fine-tuning, fine-tuning versus sometimes we like overcorrect and overcorrect and overcorrect. And in that overcorrection, we're like, oh, I did this wrong and this is bad, but then you really didn't fine-tune the lesson. You just say, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be like this. I should do better. That's not the lesson. When you go through in personal development or when you go through growth or when you go through wanting to cultivate a beautiful relationship and, and you find things that kind of trigger you or, or prickle at you and, and your lesson that you come from is I shouldn't be like that. I should do better. That's not fine tuning. That's going, okay, let's just completely overhaul this. Nope. I should be better. Or honestly, that's not even like, <laughs> it's not even looking, it's not even doing anything to fix the part. It's not, you're just looking at it being, this should work better. Why should this work better? How can this work better? What shifts can I be making to make this work better? Those are the lessons. Not, I should, I should do better next time. I will do better next time. I should, I should do this. I shouldn't, I should not act like this. I, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have acted like this. Great. You spotted, there is a problem right here. Where's the fine tuning? Where's the lesson? Extract the lesson. What's the, what are the little shifts? I feel like I'm, I'm in my mental mind right now. I'm like, there's a clock. <laughs> there's a little clock. Um, We watched on Netflix Oh, what was it called? Let me, I'm going to, I'm, I won't take the time to look it up. It was one of the, um, they were basically bank robbers and they had to rob a bank, <laughs> but they kept showing these like intricacies in this bank. And then, and this person was fine tuning. He was listening to, um, the lock and he was, he was fine tuning it. And it was just so meticulous in the way of breaking these safes. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be looking at it and extracting it and being so meticulous with it. So we shift and we shift and we shift. And we're like, it's almost like you just keep kind of going and click. Okay, now go to the next one and click. And it's like, am I going to overdo it? Am I going to underdo it? How do I know if this is the right way? Okay, it just takes practice and it takes skill. And then finally it's unlocked. You're like, I don't even know how I did that. If you watch the movie, you're like, how did he do that? But it happened. Versus just looking at the problem and be like, I should unlock this thing. I should be better at not keeping this locked. (laughs) 
which I, again, I know it's frustrating and that's where it's just having compassion with ourselves and just being intentional. And this is why I love two episodes ago, we talked about this halftime of just looking at like, what are the learned lessons? Extract the lessons. What's your ROI retrospection and introspection. I think I even mentioned it in last week's episode. And it is just this reminder too of, um, cause in episode 34, I talked about a couple of scenarios that I did not show up the best for Ryan. I didn't show up. And in listening to the podcast, it was just like, what is the vision that I hold for myself for being the one for Ryan? The one, what's this vision? How does she act? How does she respond? How does she talk? What does she feel like? And it's, Ryan has no control over that. Ryan has no control. I have to make sure that I do the work so I can lean into the vision that I hold for how I want to be treating Ryan. And then with that too, it's trusting that Ryan will do the work as well too. And he'll hold himself to 100 Cause I know if, if some women are listening to this and if they're like, Oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of self-responsibility on me. Yeah, it is. And two, you might have the question, well, what if he doesn't change? What if he doesn't see myself practicing and working and wanting so, so badly to win the game and I'm doing the hardest and he is just sitting, standing on the field still blaming me, still shaming me? What if he doesn't work on it as well either? Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. But the thing is, is that we don't have control over our teammates. We can't tell them what to do, how to practice, how to strength train, what moves that they need to work on, where does their confidence need to be built? We can't, we can't. As much as we wish for, as much as we want to, we can't. All we can do, though, is work so hard on making sure that we are the best player on that field, that we're the best. If if someone had a vision of the best teammate, can I hold myself to that? And then once you feel so confident in that, and you've given yourself time and space, then it can be an evaluation of, okay, well, who's the teammate that I'm with? And then you're allowed to have these conversations with that, with that teammate of yours. You're allowed to. This conversation about having radical self-responsibility in my relationship with Ryan does not mean that I don't have conversations with him when I do feel like there is a problem or there is something that needs to be shifted or there is something that needs to be changed. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that I sometimes will have those conversations and blame him and shame him and fault him before I make sure that I am doing everything in my power to hold myself and make sure that I am good. I allow myself to get stressed out and peak and freak out and get overwhelmed and then I blame Ryan because it's easier to blame somebody in my path. I'm just scanning the room, seeing who can I blame? Zero, like, bing, bing, boom, target lock, target acquired. 
I will shoot now. <laughs> Brian's not in the room. Where's Cabby? <laughs> it's easier to do that. It feels better to do that versus saying, what have I done to make myself feel like this? Because a lot of the time when I would get upset with Ryan for not going grocery shopping and I'm overwhelmed, and it's not fair that I'm the one that's always going grocery shopping. So much of that is because I've neglected myself. I've neglected my self-care. I've neglected my own happiness. I put other people's needs before me. Um, I'm burnt out from work. I'm I'm second guessing myself. I'm too much in my badass energy. I'm doing, 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 going, going, going. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I haven't slept. I haven't drank water. Like there's so many things that I've let myself go of. And that's not fair to Ryan to have to hold that from me. That's my responsibility. That's me. That's making sure that I am a hundred. I'm good. And again, that doesn't stop Ryan for if I have a day that I am dehydrated and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed and I'm crying and this sucks. And if I'm sitting there be like, I have to fix myself. Oh my God. That doesn't stop Ryan from getting me some Ben and Jerry's and saying, Hey babe, go sit on the couch. I'll pour you a glass of wine. I'll make you dinner. Watch the bachelor feel better. That doesn't stop him from doing that. But that, that's the partnership. That's the, that's the teamwork, right? That we all dream about. But it's not fair for me to be in that same scenario where, oh my God, I hate that. And Ryan, you never do anything to me. And like, like put it on him. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference between it? Of just taking radical self-responsibility where this is not easy work at all but when I say I am the one for Ryan isn't this worth it to do the work because on the flip on the other end imagine how I would feel if Ryan felt the same for me if this was his intention how special do I feel how loved do I feel that Ryan's saying Katie deserves the best of me how do I give that to her and if he's doing that how how is it like, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm not going to do the same for him too. I'm like, if he's doing that for me, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm, I want to do that for him. And then we keep rising and growing and rising and growing and rising and growing together when we're on that level. But if we're in this shame, blame, or finding fault in the other partner, I'm, if, if Ryan's in there being like blaming, shaming, and faulting me, What's my reaction? I am going to be the best, the one for you. No. <laughs> Excuse me. You want to blame me? Okay. What, look at your socks on the ground and your underwear. And I'm just going to fold these. Nope. I'm going to, I'm not going to put those away today. You don't deserve that. You think I'm the problem. Have you seen your, your cupboard over there? Have you seen all the contacts on the, on the ground by the, by your side of the bedroom? Have you smelt yourself lately? I don't know. <laughs> Do you see how it can if that's it, 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 there's stagnation in the relationship and the growth in the personal development versus growing and growing and wanting better and wanting better and wanting better for wanting better for the person that you love and wanting better for you, who you love as well. 
it's not sitting there wanting your partner to be better, do better, strive for better. It's leading yourself first and trusting that your partner, if he's the one for you, if she's the one for you, if they're the one for you, will match you, will catch up. And it's not sitting there saying, I'm going to do the work. And every like, is he catching up yet? Have you taken your first step yet? All right. Clock's a ticking. I'm like over there. Are you, you going to catch up? Soon? Oh, how have you, <laughs> have you ever started working out with a friend or somebody that's like, I'm going to, I'm going to run. I'm going to become a runner. And then they're that like, oh, what was your time today? Mine was this time. Huh? Wasn't that great? Oh, I feel great. I'm going to go do an extra mile. <laughs> it's not that because that sounds, that's like infuriating to be around. <laughs> like we don't like to work out with people that are like that, right? Oh, I know. My gosh. Oh, I love just strength training every single day. Oh, you're going to, you're going to wake up and get out of the gym with me. Five o'clock, 5 a.m., 5.15 workout. Yep. That's where the cool kids go. Oh, you're not doing that. Oh, why not? Hey, didn't we talk about uh, you working out today? Hmm? Didn't you promise that uh, we're going to get healthy together and you're kind of self-sabotaging our relationship because you want the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. How does that feel to be on the other end of that? That is, and I'm so guilty of this too. We can be like that too when we're starting our own personal development growth journey. And if we don't see the validation that our partner is doing the work as well. We need proof. We want proof. Why? Because I want it. No. Trust. Trust that your partner will will get there. If they're the one for you, they'll get there. They'll get there. Trust it. Trust it. Again, just think of how, I feel like this is such a good analogy. It's like, if you start seeing somebody get in shape and start losing weight or start eating a certain way or, or have this level of confidence. And if you're not there yet, if you haven't started, or if you've tried and you've stopped and you've tried and you've stopped. And, and if you've seen yourself fail and fail and fail, or just like have struggled to be consistent, or you like, you've had your own shit to go through and you see somebody close, somebody really close to you doing it. And if they're saying, why aren't you doing this? this is like, come on, come on. If you want to be in a relationship with it, come on. Like, that doesn't feel good. And sometimes it's scary too. Of just like, because we don't know what's going on in other people's heads. We know what's going on in our head, right? Personal development work is hard. It's hard. Because you're going through a lot of shadows, a lot of things that don't feel good, a lot of triggers, a lot of like, it. it this is a courageous path to walk on. And so the best gym cultures that I've ever been in, the best people to uh, that I want to be around when I'm not feeling confident in myself are the people that don't blame me or shame me or fault me for where I'm at, that they love on me and they say, hell yeah, you're here. Or heck, even if you're not like not there, it's just like, watch me do what I want to do and lead the way that I want to lead. And this is the way that I do it. I love myself. And if you want to talk to me about what we can, we're good. 
You want to talk to me about health? Awesome. I'm not going to blame you or shame you or fault you for being at the weight that you are or at the activity level or the fitness level. Like, no, that's not how you create influence with people. So why do we do that with personal development? The most annoying people at the gym are the ones that like, yeah, let's get it. Come on. Or that are fat shaming people or like they're just talking about it in a very, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm just, I don't know. You, you can tell the vibe. You can tell the vibe with certain people. And it causes people to shame, blame, or find fault in themselves or to just be like, this does not feel good to be around. I got to get out of here. Don't want to be around this person. Don't do that to your partner. Don't blame, shame, or fault them for them not stepping into what you perceive to be the right course of action for their personal growth. They're the only ones that are going to be able to figure it out. All that you can do is make sure that you are striving to be 100 for you. And in that, they'll find they'll find the nuggets that are right for them in the inspiration that you're giving them. Because how do I know that? It's I found other people, men, women, and people that I'm inspired by. And I take little nuggets that are right for me, but what are what's right for me and the things that I'm working on, not the same for Ryan whatsoever. So the things that like I find really important or, or even the things that I'm like, I need a little bit of help in this area. He's not going to hear it until he's ready to hear it. And it might not be from me because it's sometimes it's the hardest to hear it from the people that are the closest to you as well. So that's been the biggest lesson learned in the last six months with my relationship with Ryan the last five years, but not only in this relationship with me and Ryan, but also the men and women and people in my life who I really admire in their relationships. It's my mom and dad who've been married for 30 plus years. My um, mother-in-law, father-in-law, my grandparents who were married 50 plus years. It's my aunt, uncles. It's my cousins that are married. It's um, my sister and brother-in-law it's my sister, my in-laws too, my brother and sister-in-law. Like it's all these people around me who are showing me little nuggets of what it looks like to live into a good relationship. But then it's also too taking a step and just taking radical self-responsibility of me. Of when I ask myself, who do I want to be when I picture myself as the one for Ryan. How do I talk? How do I walk? How do I act? It's taking responsibility that I am the one to get there, to mold myself into her. And it's, I can't blame or shame or fault Ryan for getting in the way of me becoming her because it's, it's for him that I'm doing this. So why would I blame him when it's for, it's actually, it's not for him. It's for me that I want to become that person. It's because it's not in, when I envision who the one is for Ryan, the version of me that I am in love with, it's, it's that. It's the version that I'm in love with, the version that I would be excited to 
walk into a room and be that for Ryan. It's not, I don't need Ryan's validation that I am, I have checked the box and I am the one for Ryan. And I look exactly like he has a checklist and I'm just checking, 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 checking at the expense of me. No, it's, I love me more when I step into the version of who I envision as the one for Ryan. And because it's based on something that I love, that I have an emotional attachment to, that is a better version of me, it's 100% me creating this me, her. Because I know who she feels, what she feels like. I know how she acts. I know how she talks. It's on me. It's not Ryan saying, where's the checklist? Are you fitting into my checklist? No. That's where we lose ourselves. That's where we're trying to fit into a mold that doesn't work, doesn't fit, and doesn't feel good. And so because it's not about, which I know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but because it's not about Ryan, when I say who is the version that is the one for Ryan, it really isn't like, I'm not really like taking Ryan's like thought process in this of like, what, Ryan, what, what do you want this to be? look like the one it's not that it's like, Ryan's in love with me. He fell in love with me. And there's a version of me, like, I just know that if I am the one for Ryan, if I lean into that, that's the best thing that I could ever show him as the one, like it, it just, I don't know if this is making sense, but if I hope it lands for you of the one is not dependent on you're being the who you're being the one for, but you're just because you're so focused and present of wanting to lead with love for that person. It's like the, the only thing that possibly could happen is that you are someone that he loves. There's a match, there's an energetic match to that. It's an energetic match that a lot of the times we don't know how to explain it. And that's where we get frustrated. We're like, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? What's, what's the, uh, the formula? What's the formula? Is it or is it, what's the formula? What's the rhythm? What's the content rhythm? That was me trying to do like the, the, I don't know, like the steps, the steps, the steps, the rhythm, the cadence of how to do things. People all around us are saying, this is how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And in reality, I don't think people really know. How do you become the one? I don't think people really know in a very my like mind only way i think it's a feeling in your heart of how to become the one so feel into it and you're the only one that knows your own heart so it's on you radical self-responsibility radical self-responsibility and it's leading with love that's the way you guys, that's all I've got for you. I'm going to go celebrate my six-month anniversary tonight. And I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Mwah. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. 
My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.